Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Your premium destination for all things gaming culture. We have the latest in gaming news, reviews of the hottest new games, discussion and analysis of the games of yesteryear. When you're short on time and need your gaming fix, look no further than the crew who know their master chief from their master sword. I love Halo. Your hosts, Joel, Simon, Casey, and Ferg. So toss a coin to your Witcher and answer that call of duty. It's time to level up. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Yes, and welcome back to the Discerning Gamer Podcast for another week. I am your host, Joel JB Fury Shane. And it is a pleasure to be with you once again. Also with me in the DG Crew Lounge, we have the PC Gamer, the Sultan of Steam, unable to play FIFA 23 on his PC due to faulty anti-cheat <laughs> software. He has instead uh, resorted to playing on his Switch, uh, which fortunately still had uh, FIFA 19 still installed. It's Fergus Fergamon <laughs> Hamilton. Welcome to the show, Fergus. Thanks, JB. What an absolute disaster by EA. But anyway... Glad to be here, mate. Yes, E E E. Probably, probably could have had that queued up, but uh, didn't didn't think of it. It's all right, we came together, we we banded together and did it together. JB. We we improv we improved it. That's that's Nailed what it. counts. Uh, also with us, uh, we have the gaming chef, the Earl of Emotional Damage. He can't wait to give his Pokemon a girthy foot long. And possibly a Subway sandwich also. It's Simon Steely <laughs> McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, Steely. Yeah. You know, I live for Jinx, um, and she's got big lips to fit around sandwiches. So. I was uh, thinking liquor tongue, oh, perhaps. I can't uh, wait. Liquor tongue would, oh, would also enjoy a sandwich. Um, and I was thinking of even just putting my sandwich in a hole, standing it upright, and everyone will think that it's Diglett. Well, yeah. <laughs> bit uh, bit disturbed to hear uh, C-Mac suggesting Mr. Mime, but, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll just move on from that. Uh, finally, the Nintendo Queen, she's hurrying to take lessons in French so she can watch the, quote, superior version of the Super Mario Brothers movie when it comes out at the cinema. That's true. It's uh, Pistol Pete herself, <laughs> Casey C-Mac McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, C-Mac. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for being here tonight. Thank you for being my wife. Cool. Yeah, uh, you're <laughs> welcome. Um bit confusing but uh we'll, we'll go with it um oh, so man. she's my wife how's that confusing oh my god oh, sorry i thought you were saying you're it saying to that me. i saying i'm punching above my weight jb uh absolutely i am but that's all right uh so <laughs> to kick things off this week i've got a little bit of news courtesy of sherry faulkner at enemy.com so uh god of war ragnarok has gone gold everybody yes gold please uh, so uh, it's it's a month before it's released. So Sony's Santa Monica studio has announced on Twitter, we are thrilled to announce that God of War Ragnarok uh, has gone gold. Um, I love gold. Uh, the studio said on its Twitter page before thanking fans and its partners for supporting us over the course of development. Um, 
bit confusing. Uh, I think it was only a couple of months ago that people were sending them uh, dick pics on Twitter uh, because they uh, didn't have a release date. But uh, sure, if uh, you call that supporting you over the course of development, who am I to argue? Um, It finished by mentioning that we're almost ready to launch and can't wait for you to play. Well, that makes two of us. Uh, A game going gold in 2022 doesn't carry the exact same meaning as it used to, however. In previous years, it referred to the creation of a gold master, which is a finalised version of the software that is sent to manufacturers to create discs, cartridges and other physical forms of media. It used to mean that the game was finished, but in the digital age of live service and constant updates... Uh, The work doesn't stop here for Santa Monica Studio. The game is likely to continue to be in development leading up to release and post-release will receive updates, patches and bug fixes, no doubt. After the game being delayed due to Kratos voice actor Christopher Judge facing health problems, the studio had an extended period of time in order to work on God of War Ragnarok ahead of its November 9 release date. Recently, God of War Ragnarok had a new trailer revealed which told some of the plot for the new instalment. Atreus hungers for knowledge to help him grasp the prophecy of Loki as Kratos struggles to free himself from the past and be the father his son needs, it said. Uh, New details for the revamped combat system were also announced last month with new elemental attacks and a redesign for Kratos' iconic shield. So what do you think about that? Fantastic, JB. Every time we've talked about this game, in the back of my mind, I've always thought, yeah, this game's coming out in November. That is a lifetime away. It, we're under a month. That game's going to be out oh, within no. a month. Mm. Wow. We're not, not too long to, to wait, so we're on the, uh, yeah, on the home stretch. We've got a war. Yeah, well. Wow. gold is required. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's really uh, good. I, I remember when uh, Gorilla announced that... Um, uh, Horizon Forbidden West had gone gold, and that was an exciting time, uh, given how much we were all looking forward to that. Um, so, yeah, hearing that God of War Ragnarok's at that stage now, and they they sort of posted a uh, a picture of the, the sort of Omega sign uh, done in gold on Twitter and everything, so it looked quite cool. And I think, um, yeah, everybody over there at... Uh, at Santa Monica must be pretty pretty excited to see how it gets received because uh, no doubt they've been uh, working pretty hard on it over the last few years. So. Champagne! Champagne for everyone! Uh, that wasn't even a soundbite. I don't know. I just didn't see that. <laughs> that I just We're going to improv all the soundbites tonight. Champagne yes. <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> Exciting a, as, times for those guys. Yeah, as the, the prince of pre-orders. You got a pre-order down, JB? What about you, Steely and C-Mac? Well, I'm. Oh, we keep uh, meaning to, don't we? I haven't. I haven't. The, the, Are you going to get it day one? Is probably a better question. I want to, but yes. I, you know, pre-ordering on the PlayStation Store, they're asking 124 bucks for it, and uh, I'm thinking to myself, I reckon I can do better if I pre-order mm. the the physical copy from a from a JB Hi-Fi or somewhere like that. So I'm going to mm. hold off on pre-ordering for the time being, but I think I will. Have a look at what JBs have got up for, and if it's yeah, if it's better price, I reckon they're going to get my my hard earned. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What about you, Ferg? Are you uh, you going to grab it? You going to pick it up? Look, considering I haven't played the first, shame on me for uh, not, <laughs> I haven't played the first. Ferg, yet. Ferg, Ferg. 
I will send you to Jesus. <laughs> I've, I've, ever since I pretty much I bought my PlayStation Five on the and the day that I got it, I downloaded God of War 2018, and it's been sitting on the hard drive of my PS Five, waiting for me to play. And like I said, all year I've been like, yeah, November's ages away. There's going to be heaps of time for me to play the original before the prequel. The sorry, the sequel comes out. But I haven't done it, so unless I can somehow get around to finishing it in the next week, probably not. Not on day one, anyway. Well, I mm. uh, really think once you've uh, once you've played uh, God of War twenty eighteen, you'll be saying, uh, "Shut up and take my money," um, because uh, it's uh, really bloody good. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. uh, I'll throw over to you, Ferg, for yeah, your. Yeah. Uh, news on the steam deck on the steam deck yes yeah, so we've been we've been following the steam deck on the show for a while we've had a few conversations about it and um, over the last week and over the last month there's been some more news coming out of from valve in relation to the steam deck so yeah i thought i'd cover a bit of it today so i'm going to refer to an article on gsmarena.com titled steam deck by valve is finally available without reservations um so valve launched the steam back deck over 12 months ago and they started shipping um, and fulfilling pre-orders back in February um, and so after several months of you know issuing the batches to Steam users as, as they've come in, those who had pre-ordered, the company has announced that they're finally in a position where the reservation queue is now done, um, which basically means that if you live in a part of the world where you can get a Steam Deck, you can get on the website, order one and they're sitting around in a warehouse ready to be shipped. So that's good news for us Aussies, and I'm going to get to that in a second. Um, so furthermore, in the article, you know, the, the company's revealed in a post that they had had some struggles with supply chain issues and component shortages, but, um, yeah, the reservation rate has now been beaten. And, of course, with a disclaimer, they also said, you know, they always reserve the right to return back to reservations if the demand becomes too high again, or if there's issues with production processing and shipping band, bandwidth being finite, if they have issues there, then they they might have to go back to the reservation um, platform. So that's good news. Um, it means that there's more availability of these consoles. Um, second to that, we had a, uh, I don't know, announcement. It was probably a bit over a month ago, maybe six weeks, I think it was, where Valve actually have now said that reservations are now open in Japan, South Korea, Hong Kong, and Taiwan for reservations for the Steam Deck. So <laughs> if you're reading between the lines, North America, the shortages seem to be over. They've now opened up the Steam Deck reservations in parts of Asia. And I didn't do a lot of geography at, at high school, but I do know that Taiwan and Hong Kong are getting dangerously close to Southeast Asia, which is even dangerously closer <laughs> to Australia. So, you know, they're talking that these regions in Asia that they've opened up to, they're talking about those reservations being filled by the end of this year into early next year. So I think that the Steam Deck availability in Australia is probably going to be coming up next year, I'd say in the first quarter probably. So within, you know... Sometime in the next six months, they might start opening it up. So you're someone who's been thinking about it, had your eyes on a Steam Deck. I think the wait for one is starting to uh, become a bit shorter. So that's that's some good news out of there. Um, as far as pricing, that's going to be the next thing, which is going to be of consideration. Um, 
looking yeah. online before I came on. So in the US, and there's a few, um, we've talked about this before, a few different models of the Steam Deck. Basically, the most basic version starts at 399 US and the wow. extreme top of the range has got the 512 gigabyte and the SSD version with the fancy anti-glare etched glass screen sets you back 649 US dollars. Fucking hell. So 399 to 649 US loosely translates to about 650 bucks Australian for the base model, going all the way up to a whopping 1100 bucks for the premium Steam Deck version in Australia. So wow. oh, the oh, price is oh, long, oh. Whilst uh, the wait, I think, is drawing to an end, it's, um, yeah, to actually get one of these things, you might have to bring your wallet. Know, bring your wallet for sure. So... Um, or just, you could just spend a week out on Hanson Road if you really wanted to. <laughs> With the sign, just spend a week out on Hanson Road and get your get your legs out, get your pins out, get pin, pins out for the boys on Hanson Road, and you could probably afford one in no time. Am I missing something? Yep. I don't know. Uh, and, uh, you get a bit of. Uh... And then I'd like to know how my balls taste. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, so that's a bit of. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'll get it back oh, on track. That's boy. some news out of Valve regarding the Steam Deck availability. The other thing that they've announced in the last week is they had this um, this dock that they'd been talking about for a long time. It got delayed, but that's also been announced and been released, which is basically similar to the Nintendo Switch dock. You can dock your. Um, Steam Deck, oh, cool. and then connect it into monitors and TVs and stuff like that. So that's releasing what, as space well. Space dock it or just dock it? Just to dock it. Nothing. <laughs> oh, so, so yeah. Sorry, Simon. Uh... There's, the, there's the update on the Steam Deck. And uh, like Steely, I'll put a prediction that I reckon within six months they'll have it announced for Australia reservations is what I'm predicting. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, get down to Hanson Street apparently. I, I, didn't quite follow what was Simon saying. I think they're giving away. I don't know. Somebody money down once there. told me that Hanson Road was a, a spot that was known for their for, to pick up prostitutes. In so Adelaide, was, that's oh, what okay. I was told a long time. My money don't ago. jiggle jiggle. It falls. I'd like to see you wiggle wiggle for sure. Nice. And then really, I just that was assumed, just a joke that you I, had. Look, and I we just, all just laughed yeah, a lot with it. No, I just assumed that that was a, a common thing that people knew, and I thought that I was the only one that didn't know that, and so that's why I thought. I just say it because I thought, oh, everybody knows this apart from me, mm. and obviously that fell in the dick harder than I thought it could have. It just went <laughs> right in there, right into the eye of it. Well, so <laughs> you are good. a smelly pirate hooker. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all learning things. Very oh, good. Well, nice. on that note, uh, Simo, do you want to uh, pick up with a bit of bit of news that you've got in regards to? Uh, oh. Some, uh, some next-gen console news, eh? Yeah. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? It looks like the wait is over, everyone. You can now purchase PlayStations without the fear of them going out of stock, at least for the meantime. It looks like it's good news everywhere on, on Amazon. You can still purchase a PlayStation 5. Um, uh, unfortunately, you can't um, get a Xbox series of any uh, kind because uh, Bill Gates is too busy doing updates for for Windows 10. But, you know, apart from that, um, yeah, it looks like that we're, we're able to, you know, everyone can stop complaining and they can all go and buy their PlayStation 5 and play all of their favourite PS4 games on it. So um, really, really good news on that front. 
Jeez. Um, <laughs> so, it's all fake news. Um, but, it's phony stuff. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> but that, it is good news. I mean, it, it's about time that we've kind of gotten a bit, a bit more ahead of the game with this stuff and that, you know, that these consoles can actually be available for the current generation that it's meant for. So, um, no, it's it's good. That's it's good on that front. I didn't have much else to say about that. That was just a, a little, just there you go, FYI, everyone, for your um for your information. That's that that's the news. Yeah. But anyway, I've got more to tell you. I've got more to tell you. It doesn't you, end you here. Do? So oh well, um, yeah. I, oh, this can only go more fucking to tell you. well. <laughs> Don't be like that, JB. Come on. <laughs> so <clears throat> it on, appears that got? Activision has been sending out mysterious pizza boxes to content creators um, over the last week or so. And um, the the intention of this is uh, basically, you know, announcing that Crash Bandicoot 4 is coming to Steam on October 18th. But, but get this, there is a little little bit of something tasty going on here. So not just the pizza Mm. inside the box. Mm. Um, So what's happening is, is that on top of these pizza boxes, they're putting like a fake receipt and it says... On that receipt, hungry for more, try out new Wumper pizza for $12.08. Now, for all of you playing at home, um, the 8th of the 12th is, well, in Australian terms, or 12-8 in the US, is when the Game Awards are happening, everyone. So the Game Awards, if you didn't know, is something that Jeff Keighley gets up and hands out a whole bunch of Academy Awards to people in the games industry, but there's also always lots of announcements. And if you've been sleeping under a rock, you probably wouldn't have known that, but you haven't, all of you, so you have. So there you go. Good wow. good sentence, mate. So the game everyone awards. is just basically... Speculating now that they're teasing that there's going to be an announcement at the Game Awards, whether or not that announcement is for Crash 5 or if that announcement is for the long rumoured to have been in development and then fallen apart and then back in development, Wumper League, which is going to be a multiplayer sort of Crash experience, um, not dissimilar to Crash Bash back in the day. Um, if anybody Bash. if anybody played Crash Bash, I know I didn't because I didn't have a PlayStation. I was too busy playing a good party game like Mario Party. So, hang on, hang on, fucking hell! <laughs> Emotional damage. <laughs> but times have changed. Crash is back at his prime, and I I'm excited for this. I I mean, Game Awards are always a good time of year to get you know new announcements mm. and things like that. So hopefully, um, hopefully this is Crash Five. I mean, I think it's been a you know, uh, it's been a little while, but I mean, I'm still waiting for like a Spyro 4 and, and that's been taking a little while and people have been speculating about that for a while. But um, either way, you know, we know that Activision likes teasing things like this and I feel like that this is going to be hopefully a good announcement and something really exciting to come uh, at the end of the year for us to look forward to. Um, but this just in, there's this... Breaking news. This. Breaking news. But wait, there's more breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. 11 hours ago, um, there was talks <laughs> of, and now this is, I'm not fucking around here. What is, this is no joke. Um, this is actually it's all really fake serious news. stuff. So, <laughs> it's phony stuff. It didn't happen. All right. What, so do, you, what, do, you some, what do you got? As some of you might know, Platinum Games is going to be releasing Bayonetta 3 uh, soon on the Nintendo Switch. And um, the actress that plays. Uh, Bayonetta, Helena Taylor, um, who is the original English um, voice actor for Bayonetta. She took to social media saying, 
that she didn't reprise the role of Bayonetta after being offered a flat rate of only $4,000 um, to, to come back and do the role a third time around. And she's asking people now to boycott the game. And so, yeah, she's getting really fired up about it. I, I mean, okay, being from someone that once attempted acting and then realised I was that was just a, a stupid idea, um, <laughs> I think that to to look at this from the outside in as somebody that can appreciate how much effort goes into, I mean, just think think to yourselves in games, especially like Red Dead Redemption, how many different variables there are. Like if you're far away from someone, they're yelling. If you're close to someone, they're talking quietly. There's so many, there's so much different dialogue that goes on. And there's so much that people put into um, putting these voices together for us to make believable worlds. And I mean, when you think of the stress that that puts in their voice and that is their craft and their work, $4,000 to come back and do such an iconic character like that just doesn't seem like enough to me. I don't know. It seems, I don't know if I'm being a bit of a, a diva, but I just don't think it seems like enough. And I think that she has every right to kind of, you know, bring it up and complain about it, but to ask people to boycott, it's another thing, mm. but I still think that um, it's not quite enough. I don't know. Like if, if, what do you guys think? Do you think that's a fair fair thing for her to be up in arms about. I mean, we look at $4,000 for one gig, but you've got to think this one gig is going to be, It's it takes a lot of time to put these these characters together and to voice them. So, I mean, to me, $4,000 just isn't enough. Imagine Christopher Judge getting played paid $4,000 to come back and, you know, have have God of War when, it, when he earns it. Yeah, um, I mean, um, oh, yeah. Why is she coming back to re-record the lines? Isn't it, is it is it a new game or is it a port of it? Yeah, Bayonetta three. So there's been Bayonetta one and number two, and she was the original voice for both of those games. Yeah, and she was only asked to come back for a flat rate of four thousand dollars to do the third one that's coming out very soon, and um, she declined because it's like, well, I, I, and I, I I'm with her. I just don't think that's enough. I don't. I mean, especially for the again the amount of work, but and then your voice is there. On that game, millions and billions of copies because Bayonetta is popular to some people. I mean, it's in the same <laughs> boat as for me as um, Xenoblade Chronicles. I couldn't give two flying shits about it, but for some people, it's exciting. And um, you know, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Without look, I don't work in the industry. I don't have the ins and outs of how much someone would get paid for their work. But four thousand seems a bit light on. I think you know a couple yeah. of things. You know, if she's <clears throat> she's done the first two games, surely they would want her to come back and voice the third one, and surely the fan base of the games would want the original voice to, you know, reprise 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 her role. Um, mm. So you'd think, you know, if she's done a good job in the first two, you'd think, you know, there'd be a well-established relationship, and you'd probably offer a decent amount. Um, I think that's probably the, mm. the first thing. It seems a bit low. Um, the second one, though, to to get cranky about it and want people to boycott the games and other thing. If if someone came to mm. me and said, we'll give you 4000 to do it, and in my mind, I was comfortable with the fact that I think I'm adding more than $4,000 worth of value to the role. You know, I, you know, I bring a, le a level of professionalism, yada, yada, yada. I don't want to go underneath that. If they said, look, all right, we're not going to pay that, then I would sort of be like, well, that's fine, you know. 
Yeah. Find someone else that will want to do the job for that much. I'm not going to, you know, shortchange myself. So you'd think that with that kind of, you know, thought process around the thing, you think she'd just be like, oh, yeah. well, it's their loss and just move on. So it's a little bit interesting that she's really kicking up a bit of a stink. You'd think you'd probably be the take the high road on this one. But again, I, mm. I don't know. What do you reckon, JB? Four well, grand. Would you voice a game for four grand? Fuck no. No, and seems and I'll, I'll tell you what, like, um, you'd have to break it down. Like, how many days work do you have to put yeah. into it? Um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and and I, so if you're recording for a month or something, and you're recording eight hours a day, you'd have to work out. Well, how how much does that equate per hour to actually do that job? Yeah. Mm. And um, the thing is with um. With voice acting in particular, like I remember seeing a documentary with um, John DiMaggio uh, in it, who uh, voices uh, oh, lots and lots of different characters. Like he, um, he's he's a mm. voiceover artist in in lots and lots of different things, and and he's done a lot of video game work, and and just like doing the 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 grunts, the shouts, the you know when you get shot and you know screaming and all of that. He said it really takes its toll on their voice, and mm. and he's campaigned long and hard for almost like uh, like danger pay uh, for for voice actors in particular. Like if they're going to be doing those sorts of roles where they've got to scream or shout or something that's really harsh on the voice, they should they should get a bit of extra money because of the the toll that it takes on them. So, um, look. I, I think four thousand dollars is ridiculous, but I also think, well, unfortunately, there's there's always going to be someone out there who who are happy to undercut you, and and you know, um, mm. someone else is going to go in there and do it for four grand, and well, it's it's one of these things, you know, you, you can hold your head high knowing that you took the moral high ground on it, and and weren't going to, um, you know, sort of sell your wares for less than what you think you're worth, but. Um, it's a it's a cutthroat industry and yeah it's yeah. Uh, it's an interesting one. I mean, I, I, you go, Simon. I, I'm with you with what you said before, Ferg. Is that you know to get get on to social media and tell people to boycott the game is a bit much. I feel like if you were to get on social media and say to the fans, "Look, I'm really sorry that I won't be coming back as Bayonetta. This is the reason why." I'd like to say thank you for all of your support and things like that. All of those kinds of things. It just seems like a much more diplomatic way to handle this rather than just going like, fuck you, Platinum Games. I'm so upset. You should give me more money. Everybody, don't play this game. It's like but there there are people that play games for more than just the voice acting as well. And so you've got to kind of, you know, instead of just kicking up a stink over it, think about the grander community that there is and, um, but like like you were saying, Joel, with like Joe DiMaggio, and you think about his kind of voice that he does for a lot of his characters, like Bender and Jake from Adventure Time, and um, think about all the guys in Dragon Ball as well. All of that shit that they do all the time. I mean, I'm not even going to try, but um, it's it is really hard work, and I think that there needs to be a bit more. Um, so I think more people need to voice their opinion about this, but maybe do it the right way. I think boycotting stuff is not quite the right way to do it because I think it hurts more than just, you know, the fans that are 
eagerly anticipating but this her, stuff. Her chances at another gig. Yeah, mm. like it might mm. just damage people wanting to work with her because she's going to be a bit of a diva about it. And I, that's kind of, it's sad that that's what it comes to. I just think she didn't go about it the right way. I think mm. she's well within her rights to go go public and say, look, guys, I, I'm not involved in this. Um, you know, I would have liked to, but, you know, mm. I think I think it's fair enough to, to sort of tell people that they were offering a pretty bad money for what it is but i think i think it's probably unprofessional to call for a boycott to the game that just comes across like sour grapes to me i, I think people will make their own decision if they really believe in her cause and and think that that uh you know if she's in the right then people will will naturally just do what they're going to do and vote with their wallets but uh i mean i'll be honest with you when i jump on the playstation store to look for a new game the last thing I got in my mind is, oh, I wonder if the voice actors in this game got paid uh, appropriately for their contribution. Like, all I'm looking at is, oh, yeah, is this going to be a fun game? How much does it cost? Oh, yeah, I'll have a look for, you know, 20 bucks or whatever the case may be. And um, mm. it may just be that if this game isn't planning on selling for, for you know, big money, big AAA sort of money, and, and it's only going to be like a 20 or $30 game, there, there may not be the budget in it to, to do too much more than that so no, but this is this is a like for this game as well this is like an 80 80 game at least you know like this is a uh full priced triple a experience because it's a platinum games very well known game you know like it's just yeah doesn't seem right doesn't seems a bit light on i think the other thing worth the other point worth making is you know we're talking about like the physical strain it might take on your voice you know the yelling and stuff like that but i'm mm. sure you saw him in the case of, you know, acting background could attest to. I think there's an equally as big sort of mental sort of toll that, that would exhaust you as a voice actor. Like, I think some days when I go to work when I'm tired or, you know, I'm not 100%, I'm not going to work and someone's asking me to voice, you know, happiness or excitement. And I think the grind of just 40 hours a week of just trying to emote your voice and put yourself in a frame of mind that might be contradictory to how you're actually feeling it'd be pretty exhausting as well so oh man i couldn't even job. do a three-hour lesson far out yeah <laughs> i was wrecked after three hours like no nah, i'm done I, just, I just think <laughs> you're just tired you're exhausted maybe you're not real happy you're angry or whatever and you go in and you have to voice a happy character in a happy scene it'd be tough yeah it'd be yeah. tough give yeah. it a bit of uh unless you're the voice actor for, the um, balls for aloy and horizon <laughs> You just go in there and you whisper half the time. Uh, oh, no. oh, okay. <laughs> Emotional <laughs> damage. You, you uh, really have to have a... your way through a video game. <laughs> Would you pay her four thousand to do the uh, next Horizon game, Simo? Oh, yeah, four thousand definitely. Would I pay her more than that? Probably not. <laughs> but having the money the gorilla has now, they're probably going to pay her. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a swift mint. Mm. That's Jing. a quick mint. If you wanted to know what that meant, it's a quick buck, a mm. big buck. Okay. Mm. Sure. All right. Well, big horse. thanks. Uh, <laughs> big deer. Thanks for that, Simo. Um, <laughs> was that all you had to cover, mate, or was it? Was there no, something? No, that was. Yeah, that I just saw that pop up on Twitter a moment ago, and I thought this is really worth a discussion because I think that it's something that it's very easily to take for granted in the video games industry is um, is the, the voices that tell our stories. And so um, I, I think it's definitely worth discussion 
Well, Did she do it the right way? Probably not. There we go. Bayonetta. More gold is required. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'll throw over to you, uh, C-Mac. What do you got? What do you got for us this week? Yes. Um, I was just going to quickly chat about this popped up on my Facebook from Press Start. have just done an article about the new PlayStation Stars, which officially launched, launched in Australia, I think, about three days ago. So it's taking over the old uh, trophy what is it called? The trophies from PlayStation mm. that you used to get. And it's actually now a new loyalty and rewards program called, yeah, PlayStation Stars. So it's been rolling out since late September to various regions and finally it's just reached Europe and Australia three days ago. So as of right now, you can log into the PS app or on Android or iOS um, with your PlayStation account and access this new PlayStation stars from the homepage. So you just sign up to a program out, like tap a couple of buttons and yeah, you get your first collectible, which is a stargazer telescope, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, from there you just can participate in different campaigns and you get digital collectibles to display in your in-app display case. It's a bit, yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Bazinga. There, are challenge- <laughs> Bazinga. there are campaign challenges that range from, you know, simply just booting up any PlayStation game within a given time or um, what does it say? Or puzzling out context clues, which specific games camp- specific games a campaign might want you to launch. Wow, that was a mouthful. Um, so anyway, th- there's... What am I reading here? So, yeah, there's a whole bunch that you can do. So it's very similar to the old um, trophies you used to get. Um, but what I think it's what, – what's good about it is there's digital rewards now. So the more sort of campaigns you do, you can get points, which you can use at the PlayStation Store. So I think that's pretty cool. Simon sort of likened it to what the um, – the, uh, what? what? The, yeah, my Nintendo my rewards, Nintendo rewards yeah. where, you, you know, you just buy a game and you get a certain amount of rewards and then you can use that towards certain things. But this is cool because you don't have to buy games. You just do different challenges or so, you know, like, um, uh, yeah, and you can get collectible statues. What am I reading here? Um, yeah, so you can redeem your points for PlayStation credit. So, and you can also get games like Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is 15,000 points. Um, and to sort of try and figure out what that equates to, it's roughly 10 points is is about one US dollar, so dollar fifty Australian. So it's quite a lot you'd have to to do, but I think it sounds quite fun. It's you know, we were getting trophies doing stuff we didn't even know what we were doing. So um the fact that now we can sort of bank up points and use it to buy different games is pretty cool. So mm. yeah, that's out now. There you go. All right. Well, mm. get on to it. PlayStation Stars. So, well, it's free to sign up. and I think it's free. Yeah, yeah. you get extra yeah, so... points and things if you're a PlayStation Plus member and, and all that. So Yeah, uh, nothing to lose. Yeah. Just everything to gain. Stars. Hey? That's to gain. it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see nothing how it goes and how it's implemented. <laughs> Hopefully, these points don't have an expiry date. That's probably the only concern I have with things, but I'm sure they probably don't because, yeah, if you're saving up... I'm sure up... they probably do. Mm. Without a doubt, if, <laughs> the, look, if this is anything like the My Nintendo Rewards program, those points have a very, very short lifetime. Mm. To Hopefully not. Nice. Hopefully not. Because be that's... 
<laughs> I miss passing to the ass. Of course that's, you do. Simon. Of course you that's do. That's a great. That's one of my that for a few favorite weeks. sound bites. Um, but, but no, but like they say, there's going to be four status levels which reflect the milestones you reach. So the more <laughs> higher your level status you are, higher level you are, the more perks you benefits you can get. So. Oh, this just yeah, this stinks of that rewards program. And it, oh it, man, you're no, so but, negative. No, because this is the thing is that it's it's going to require you obviously to do a bit of both, get the trophies and the rewards, but then also pay money on the store, and then and then you know that will probably last you a year or something, and then by the time you actually get fourteen thousand nine hundred and ninety points, it'll expire, and then you can't do it, or you're going to have to buy something to get. It's just I get the idea behind it, but I just, I don't know. They they tend to be a little bit lost on me because, I mean, the amount of times I've I've maybe, you know, gotten a $1 discount on the My Nintendo, what is it called <laughs> now, the Nintendo eShop, just because of that has been, you know, it's... Lame. What's the point? Like, Not yeah, it's enough a $1 gold. discount. I'd rather, than put some, <laughs> I'd rather put some stuff on sale every now and then. Rather than we have to have these points that just kind of... We don't empty. know it's going to happen, though, so positivity. We'll have yeah. to, I think this might be a long term. We'll just watch and see how it evolves. I, I mean, Steam's got a... Theirs is more of a cosmetic-based sort of rewards program. You get points for spending money and you can buy things to jazzy up your profile and different widgets and stuff to you know use in chat and when you comment and stuff, but... You know, and I think my my experience with the PlayStation loyalty program will be the same. I don't think I'm going to be looking at the campaign and doing things or playing games outside of what I would be booting my PS. I'm not going to actively be going to try and um, carry out campaigns. I wouldn't have thought. I think the point total crew it will just be from just like you said, just turning your PlayStation on and getting points for doing that, or doing this, or spending a bit of money in the store, and I'll get points that way. I don't think I'll be trying to because i was looking before there were specific ones like play a fighting game and stuff like that so i don't yeah. if i'm not going to play want to play a fighting game i'm not going to play one just to get that reward i don't probably not going to care enough about it to be honest no because because who gives a shit that's the reason <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean I... Well, it's better than nothing we're sounding a bit negative it's better than nothing so if, oh, if yeah. there is some kind of financial reward that you get out of it somehow then i suppose that's better than nothing but but on the other edge of the coin, like, mm. don't we all just Sorry. haven't we all just subscribed to this stupid fucking PlayStation Platinum extra shit to get free games? And now, mm. what do we have to do? Trophies to then buy the games for free that aren't on the free thing, and it's it's becoming a full time job just to play your PlayStation. <laughs> I mean, I'd love that to be my full time job, but unfortunately, if, if well. it means that I have to pay money to be in it, it's a bit stupid mm. shit <laughs> well, yeah. much like my words tonight which are really coming out my mouth like hot glue oh my God. yeah what, what were the names you, of the games you rattled off c-mac was it uh what was it Sec- uh, I mean, Securo shadows die you. twice is that in hey, any hades. of the i mean is hades oh, are these games already not tied up in I don't no, think they no are. maybe they're not. It kind maybe. of seems weird to offer yeah, of them course. as a free sort of thing if uh, you're going to redeem yeah, points on them. Fuck yeah, me. I tell you. So yeah, I mean, just off the back, so we got Sekiro, which Casey already mentioned, Hades, Cult of the Lamb, It Takes Two, uh, and The Quarry uh, are mm. listed on there. But uh, 
Fuck me, to get the quarry, you need 17,500 points. So it's uh, quite a big quite a big investment of time to save up the number of points required to uh, crack one of those sort of titles. So well, ho Hopefully there's the option to redeem, you know, put your points towards the purchase if you don't have, say if you need 20,000, you've got 10,000. You know, you just make up the difference with your actual money. Hopefully there's an option to do that. Um, but... Well, you can convert the points to PlayStation Store credit. Okay. So, you know, if you were a bit way. short, you could always convert the the points to PlayStation Store credit and then just top up with, with whatever else you need to, to get over the line. So, yeah. Buy the game for uh, 80 bucks, and the next week it's on sale for 70 and Yeah. You just I can love it when that happens. Cry in the corner. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, C Mac, for uh, for that little update on PlayStation right. Stars rewards, and uh, so that brings us to this week's um, novelty segment. And this week. Uh, <laughs> this week we're doing uh, multiplayer madness. So, uh, uh, when have you played some sort of multiplayer game and uh, caused mayhem or had some sort of memorable uh, uh, experience? And just for a change of pace, I'm going to kick this one off this week, and uh, I'd like with your foot to or... exactly with my foot, <laughs> and I'd like to. Uh, Take you back to 2004 and uh, a little game that I'd like to call Battlefield Vietnam. Nice. So uh, with this this game, you had... Uh, okay, wow, that's, uh, that's really going on. I'm going to play the whole... I feel like you can just put Trump Thunder on. I, I actually okay. thought that was that sound effect was shorter than that, but uh, are we going to get are we going to get a flag for that? Copyright strike number one. Nah, well, you know we're we're reviewing, so it's. I oh, know uh, it's a joke, mate. It's it was just a joke. Right? Good, I think. <laughs> I'm not one of the feds, JB. You can trust me. Okay, well, uh, that's uh, good to know. Uh, the two teams uh, in in <clears throat> Battlefield Vietnam, you had uh, obviously the the US and North Vietnamese. Uh, they were given different equipment and vehicles, making the US rely more on heavy vehicles and the Vietnamese more on infantry tactics. Um, so the US, for instance, could employ heavy tanks, helicopters and bombers, uh, whereas the Vietnamese are forced to rely on anti-tank, anti-aircraft weapons in order to stop the US side. So um, I was uh, waiting for, in a game, waiting for ages to get uh, access to a helicopter uh, I'd never flown one in the game up to that point. So finally, uh, after playing multiple missions, I managed to get uh, get a hold of one where I could jump in as the pilot. So uh, I get into the pilot seat, uh, wait for a bunch of my other teammates to jump in, uh, took off, uh, flew only a fairly short way before the controls got away from me. Uh, the helicopter flipped, killed me and all the teammates on board and... Uh, uh, just to make it worse, I think I lost uh, points for the team kills uh, as well for everyone in the, the helicopter. So, 
uh, notoriously difficult to fly in game. The, uh, the helicopters in Battlefield Vietnam. So, uh, and that that rings oh. true to all Battlefield games. JB, they're always a bit. They take a bit of getting used to flying a lot of the air the air vehicles in the mm-hmm. Battlefield games across the whole series. Even today, they're a bit uh, a bit all over the shop. So. <laughs> Yeah, once once I started losing control of that bad boy, it, it was, was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, much. Do pretty you think much. you could say that you shit shit the bed, JB? You reckon uh, that's what happened? Yes, you could. Uh, you could definitely say that, Simon. <laughs> I I think that's fair to say. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that's that's probably the the big multiplayer madness that uh, that I uh, can remember. What about you, Ferg? What do you got? Oh, I got a couple. I mean, a lot of these things you sort of had to be there to sort of gain the full appreciation of it. But I, I mean, I got heaps of them. But a couple that spring to mind. Um, I think a few, maybe a month ago, I was talking about a game called um, Call of the Wild, which is a hunting game. Yeah. Um, uh, expensive Games is the name of the uh, developer of that one. But it, it's basically you're chucked into a world and you go out and you go. Like it says, you go hunting, and mm. so there was one. <laughs> no, I don't think M16s are. Uh, <laughs> you can use them on the uh, in the hunting fields in in America, but um, there was one particular game where I was playing with my brother and, and a friend of ours, and we spotted a grizzly bear, and we were on some train tracks, and there was a bridge, and we crawled on our guts, hands and knees, across this bridge to get close enough to the grizzly bear to line up a shot, and we probably crawled for about fifteen minutes. Only to Fuck. get to the other side, all three of us line up our shots, shoot this bear, not in any particular region of the bear's body to drop it, and then we followed it for about 30 minutes, its blood trail, and lost it. So we spent 45 <laughs> minutes wow. hunting down one bear, which eluded us. Which, uh, we always talk about that, and you know, for 15 minutes, we're like, righto, guys, when we get to the end of the bridge, I'm going to aim for this part of the bear. I'm going to try to shoot the bear's lungs. I'm going to do this and do that. And it all just fell over. Um, oh my God. Another, another absolute classic, which always cracks us up when I talk to my brother about, we were playing Sea of Thieves, which is a classic wow. multi- multiplayer game. And at the time, I was taking a phone call. So we weren't on voice comms. We were just chatting in-game via text. And little did we know that what we thought we were typing into the party chat we were actually typing into the world chat. And so we were on an <laughs> island and our ship was parked and this other boat popped up and we were basically typing to us to each other saying, oh, these two, di- two, two guys have just got off a boat. Oh, shit, they're coming towards us. Yeah. And we were just saying things like, there's one in the house. Oh, no, there's one in our boat. They're looting our stuff. All right, what are we going to do here? And then after about 15 minutes of just sort of chatting, one of the guys that we saw wrote, we... We can we know we can sit, read the chat, guys. We're reading everything that you've just written, and that was hilarious. And I basically said, "Oh, look, sorry, guys. You know we don't want any smoke here." And they ended up putting all of our loot back on our boat that they were about to flog because they felt sorry for us and just left us to it. Wow. <laughs> you got to be careful. Got to be careful when you play these games. Make sure you're. Uh, party chatting and not world chatting that everyone can hear you. So that was pretty funny. But uh, they're just two of a whole raft of of things that have happened all over the years. But, yeah, a couple of uh, iconic ones. Do you reckon you'll get back in and play um, CFDs when the mod comes out later? um, Sorry, early next year, Ferg? You know, CFDs, 
I don't think I'll get around to playing the mod. I'm not excited about the mod, but Sea of Thieves <laughs> itself is mm. it's a fantastic game, but I think we've talked about games like this. They're not games you play by yourself. You have to play with friends. Yeah. Like they're not games you get any enjoyment out by playing with yourself. So if I could get a crew, pun intended, I'd love to spend <laughs> a bit more time in Sea of Thieves because it's actually really quite a fantastic game. But um mm. yeah. I'd get back into Sea of Thieves before the Sea of Thieves mod, I'm thinking. Uh, of course, uh, for the uninitiated, the Sea of Thieves mod, mod is uh, Skull and Bones, a uh, new title coming from Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> Recently delayed into next year. Yeah. yeah. Ubisoft, you'd be useless. Fuck. <laughs> wow. Pass into the ass. Like that, uh, Ubisoft. I'm sure that... Uh, you really care about what Simon thinks. <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they ever listen to our podcast, they'll be they might shut yeah. the shit oh, down. Yeah, I think. I think you are fucking you fucking you bloody you bloody you bloody. Fuck you bloody. Simon, fuck you bloody. Fucking mother bloody fuck me. It'll be Simon and the head of Ubisoft going at it. All right. Well, next. Casey, what what have you got for us for multiplayer madness? Yeah, well, Simon actually reminded me. I thought you were going to do this one, but you no, kindly handed it you. kindly handed it to me. This was the day. This is um, we were playing Mario Party Ten on the Switch. No, definitely not. It was on the Wii U. Oh, that explains this. Oh, yes. the horn. Was that the Wii U? <laughs> Was the Wii U? Yes. Yeah. So we're the Mario Wii Party Poo, Poo as uh, Ferg <laughs> likes to call it. <laughs> Gosh, was it the Wii U? It felt like it wasn't that long ago. Anyway, we're playing with my brother Simon and myself, and it was the crap Mario Party where they decided they thought it would be really fun if we all travelled around in one one vehicle together. Yeah, not just the crap one. This was the second of the crap was Mario it? Party they decided to travel all together. So, yeah, you know, Mario Shit, Party... bad Nintendo. Mario Party, you meant to just play like a board game, your, your own person. But no, we all travelled together in a car. But we got to this part of, part of the game where we were trying to roll the dice to, to you know, continue to move up this hill or something. <laughs> we, we rolled, I don't know, I think it was 10. We're like, oh, cool, mm-hmm. it's a... Uh, Mini game was it? No. Oh, no, no, no. That's right. No, we rolled ten, or and so, and we moved forward, and then we landed on one of the Bowser squares, which sent you back ten. Okay, cool. <laughs> we roll. We rolled again. We got ten. So went forward ten. Oh, that's funny. Happened again. We've got back. We sent back ten squares. We rolled again. Ten. It's happened, and we are. I'm not even shitting any of you for probably half an hour to an hour. I thought the game was broken. We thought we were actually about to just, we thought we were just gonna, yeah, we were gonna just not nah, we give up. This is crap. I'm like, it was funny. Broken. It was, it was funny though, and then it got to the point of not being funny, didn't it? It was not funny. We got to a point where like. First you're laughing and then you're like, is this for real? Like, come on, <laughs> finish this stupid we're laughing shit our game. heads off so hard. And then it got oh. to, yeah, the half an hour mark and we're like, nah, this is crap now. <laughs> and we just kept going and going and going. And then finally, I think we're about to give up. And we thought, let's do it one more time. And it rolled a, a not a 10. 
and we yeah. just all screamed. It was so funny. And that was it. Yeah. And then we just wanted to finish the game because it was getting late. And then you wanted to send the Wii U remote into the TV <laughs> with a bit of Probably a... the last yeah. time we played... <laughs> What the fuck that? was that? <laughs> <laughs> That's the fuzz they, they didn't come through very well on our <laughs> Oh, bloody. I'll have a good laugh at that when, uh, when uh, I listen back to this. Yeah. <laughs> I will send you to Jesus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the statistician in me wants to believe that rolling 10 in a row, how many times? Surely someone at Nintendo's, one of their developers is having a laugh. It's classic stitch up. They're like, we're going to write this into the program that. Yeah, some poor once, person's going to oh, get once, once in, in a, a thousand times. You, this person's going to roll ten like a hundred times it in a row. It just didn't seem right. <laughs> did just, it? Yeah. Something was went wrong because it. Yeah, I can just imagine Hideki Nakayama sitting there going, "This game is so fucking boring. I have to do something that's going to <laughs> give people a bit of a kick." Uh, you know, because we're all playing together because you know. Gen Y, nobody can offend anybody, and nobody wants to win or lose. So you know, this would be good. And mm. then he goes, "Ah." Oh, this this one board, I'm going to make people roll ten constantly and and really fuck them up. They're going to be coming back into the board. It's going to be on the like escalator of Mario Party ten of their dreams. But you know, anyway. there you go. There you go. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, uh, Simo, Simo. Oh, what do yeah, you got? Last but not least, last but not least. Well, for those of you playing at home, which is everyone, because this is a podcast, unless you're playing in your car, well then don't don't play too hard. There is a road to keep an eye on. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, back in back in a little, little while ago, Casey and I obviously had a super successful, and I say it was really successful, um, Instagram page called Adelaide Gaming Buddy. And on this page, we, we ended up getting up to 4,000 followers. We did a 4K post at some point. It's not 4,000 anymore. That's partly my <laughs> fault. I don't do any work on it anymore. But <laughs> the the thing is, is that for a while there, we really got into Twitch streaming because we found that there was a lot of effort in um, obviously editing YouTube videos and we we liked doing the YouTube stuff, but we got into Twitch streaming and we had um, on that channel a, a, a really great guy on our Instagram page that um, who was just super supportive, really lovely guy. And if he ever one day picks up the discerning game of podcast, I wanted to hear his name. It's Skinhead Jesse. He is a bald guy. <laughs> And I mean, we became pretty good, like online friends. We've never met the guy, but we'd um, every now and then hop onto Fortnite and we'd play together, and I'd stream it. And one day, I I got on there with him, and we're having a casual match of duos. And this was just like the day of all days to play duos and just have a laugh because I thought I'm I can't play with the mouse and keyboard. I suck. I was really having a crack with it. And we've played a few matches, and the very last match that we play that I'm streaming, um, we're kind of fumbling our way through this match, getting by, and we make it to the last three teams. And we're just kind of hopping around the place looking for supplies and like not even trying, not really even trying, just trying to stay out of the way. Cause I'm saying to him, look, I can, just so you know, I can't play with a mouse and keyboard. I do it because 
10-year-olds tell me that I'm shit if I don't. They all don't want to play with me. They kick me out of their teams. They kick me out of the lobby. And I was like, so I'm doing it to appease everyone. And um, oh, you were playing with mouse and keyboard, you? I was playing with mouse and keyboard. No. And... <laughs> um, either way, anyway, um, I remember I had a scoped AR, and these things are like a little pump action, sort of semi-long distance uh, firing weapons. So you could go like, and like shoot relatively <laughs> quick, good. but you know, um, it wasn't as quick as shooting with a machine gun, right? And we're hopping around the place, and then he kind of goes, "Oh, check it up on the hill. There's like a couple of guys fighting out. This must be the last two teams." And I look up, and they're all building. They're doing their, you know, "Oh, I'm a fucking whiz. Look at me. I can build a tower in 30 seconds." And oh, wow, look at uh, fucking oh, Lego Fortnite. Anyway, and I'm watching them do this from afar, and I've aimed at one guy as they're fighting and I've just I've shot once (laughs) I I shoot one time and I've just kind of got oh no way I'm way too far away from this guy and I've I've gone out of the screen I've shot him once and I've heard the little there's a little ching kind of like a money sound when you hit someone with a headshot in Fortnite which is like a blink and I was just kind of like oh nice I got a headshot oh nice I got him He's, he's down and then all of a sudden, the Victory Royale screen pops up. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the last, just one shot. It was the last shot of the game. We won. <laughs> we won duos. And I, and I remember jumping up out of my chair and yelling and screaming. I was so excited. That little clip, we still have it. I was going to say, did, got did it on that... our Instagram. Oh, we'll have to... oh my gosh, it You'll was have to hilarious. Share it. Yeah, I'll yeah, find it. Because um, I remember Jesse just going, oh, what just happened? And I was <laughs> like, I just shot a guy from far away and we won. And, he, and I was I can't believe we just won. It was so, so random. It'll be the one anyway, in the we, woods. Yeah, we'll, we'll It'll be it. the one in the woods. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's right, yeah, it's right okay, there. Yeah, I know. It's right there. It's that oh, one. Okay, it's that one yeah. there. Play it. No, no, we're not playing it. Don't play it. Oh, so it was so funny. Anyway. It was something like this. That's it. That's the sound. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Bang. I didn't even headshot for the Royale. That's oh my gosh. I tell you, it was just absolutely classic. I couldn't believe it because it was the I think with the one shot I took in the game and it was the one that won the whole thing. (laughs) (sighs) This is why you use uh, mouse and keyboard steely. It's that easy, mate. It's just I'm, that I'm easy. watching the clip now, and Simon had one person watching him on the street. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Uh, all right, cool. <laughs> Classic. Nice oh, one, Steely. I mean, that's that. What's that's what makes the whole multiplayer online experiences the people that you uh, share the experience with. I was just thinking yeah. there, the other one that, you know, we always, <clears throat> you know, talk bad about games that come out broken and stuff like that and on launch are, you know, horrible and, you know, dumpster fires. But I tell you what, when Fallout 76 re- launched on the PS4 and I played that with my brother, like, on the day it came out, I don't think I've ever laughed or had as much fun in a broken video game at all. It was... It was comical how bad that game was. And I just remember just, you know, there's a Death Eater. And next thing you were like falling through the earth. The Death Eater was doing backflips on the spot and wigging out. And 
<laughs> I played the game for about three hours and just laughed as hard as I ever laughed before because it was just so bad, the state that this game was in. Um, and then didn't touch it for six months. But yeah, for a couple of days there, it was hilarious because it was comically how bad it was. And yeah, another multiplayer game, which was uh, had a lot of fun for uh, something that was pretty bad. But And I've just got a special mention to bring up as well. Yeah, please I do. remember back when San Andreas, GTA San Andreas came out. And this is a real blast from the past for Ferg and I. Ferg, Ferg would come over and we'd play GTA San Andreas a lot. I'm pretty sure I'd I'd be Carl and he'd be the girlfriend because you know <laughs> he had more hair than I did then and probably still does now when we I mean, don't have hair. So, yeah, um, <laughs> well, the thinnest of margins. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that we played it so much that we. And like we'd put on cheats and try and get all the the cops to come down and fight them as best we could until we die. And I remember at one point we'd played it so many times that we sat on the couch upside down and played it because we were kind of I think we were getting a bit bored with it after a while That's and it. decided to try and freshen it up by sitting upside down on the couch and looking at the TV upside down. And yep. then we filmed it for no particular reason. And, um, and yeah, that was one of my favorite times, just you coming over and us just fighting the law for hours on end. What a That's great it. game to do it in. And that was just such a, a good way to play. What a fun great way times. to play. Special mention. Special mention. San Andreas. If you've never played it upside down before, then get on that. Give it a go. It'll be mm, another experience. It's just for like you. watching Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Emotional damage. Mm. I, well, I don't actually know whether that was an insult or not, but I'm going to assume that it was. So you haven't uh, seen Stranger no, Things? No, it's upside down. No, because the upside down. Oh, JB. okay. Yeah, right. I can turn on your Netflix, <laughs> mate. What are you talking about? That's, uh, that's for me. <laughs> All right. What well, you, uh, I think that's, that's the end of the uh, novelty segment for this week. So uh, there you go. I know what boys like. I know oh, what cash wow. I know what boys like. Boys like. Boys like me. <laughs> And uh, incidentally, that brings us to a close uh, once again on the Discerning Gamer podcast. So I'd like to thank the other members of the DG crew, starting with the gaming chef, Simon Steely McLaughlin. Thank you, Steely. I love it when you start with me, JB, because I don't get the sloppy seconds of everybody else's thank yous for having me here. So thank you for having me here, JB, and everybody else. Enjoy the taste of my saliva on that thank you that you give to Joel <laughs> and Justin. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, next, I'd like to say thank you to Casey, C-Mac, Pistol Pete, McLaughlin. Thanks, C-Mac. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> How wet was that? <laughs> Sloppy. And uh, last but not least, uh, Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. Thank you, Ferg. Thanks, JB. Always a pleasure, mate. And if you want to get in touch, uh, we are on all of the socials. Uh, you can see us there or B-Square or whatever. And uh, you can send us an email. No one ever does, but uh, maybe you can be the first. Be so the first. Uh, surprise us. <laughs> if you really us. want to get in touch, you know what you could do? You could stalk us and then come and feel us in real life. <laughs> uh, 
I, I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, or you could play the song Reach Out and Touch Faith and then just it. do that. Go down to Hanson Road and catch up with Steely <laughs> down there. I just thought that that was commonplace, everyone. Oh, I'm sorry. I, just, I don't know anything about... I, I haven't lived in Adelaide my whole life. I Story of something everybody knew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. We won't see you next strong. We'll see you next week. Get it? That was a bit of a strong week joke for you guys. I like that. Yeah. Love it. Realistic. <laughs>